1: All right, out of all those, the Smarty of the Party is, is definitely, definitely the best one. I'm John Caldera, in for Jimmy. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. I don't know if you heard it in the first hour, but I came up with the title for Jimmy's first album. Harmonica Hangover by Jimmy Sangenberger. I'm giving that one to him for free that's That's how good that one is, all right, we were chatting a little bit at the top end of the last hour. I want to continue with this. We don't have to go too far with it, but it's it's worth it's worth diving into this anti defamation civil suit, which awarded eighty three million dollars to the columnist, was such a mistake listen i'm I'm not a Trumpy, but there's no way you can look at this and say it doesn't help Trump. And I know, I know beating up Trump, people think is going to help help get him out of office. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. There's one thing that will get him out of office or keep him from office if the polls are right. Big if, I understand. If he's convicted of a crime not a civil judgment, a crime. And he committed a crime, so it looks like, by taking confidential documents. Well, wait a minute, you say. Other presidents have done that. Vice President Pence did that. Other presidents have done that. Good God Almighty, Vice President Joe Biden kept boxes of stuff by his corvette yes but they turned it in when found out they turned it in and oh by the way they're not targeted by the state the way Trump is so what I see is is more legal hassles more and more legal hassles for Trump as this as this, campaign goes on. What will be the longest campaign in America history. American history. But after. After the convention. Not before. Is when they'll drop a conviction. And it'll be a fast conviction. While it took others years to be prosecuted. This one... This one will happen quicker. Why after the convention? Because if he's convicted now, it gives Nikki Haley a real opportunity to to take place or a another candidate to see the RNC making a maneuver to Make Trump the presumptive nominee is so very disappointing. And it's not because it's an anti Trump maneuver, it's poor salesmanship. I know the Colorado Party did the same thing. I also believe it to be poor salesmanship. Not just wrong, I think it's wrong to choose for the umpire to choose a winner before the game is over. One, that's just completely unethical. But politically, I find it to be really stupid. Here's why. Politics is the art of addition, not subtraction. The idea is to get more people into your camp. Yeah, the people who love you as a candidate, they're yours. That's fine the people who despise you and will always despise you and will vote against you no matter what, you're never going to win over. So everything is a battle for those people who are a swing voter in the middle. The people who don't like you but could be convinced, depending on all sorts of circumstances, to vote for you. That's your target. You've got to get those folks. Who might those folks be? Those folks might be Nikki Haley supporters who, after she drops out, might find their way to voting for you. Does that make sense? So, assuming, assuming that Trump is the presumptive nominee, he's going to win this nomination anyway. Why anger? Why put off those people who don't like you but might be willing, might be willing to vote for you? Why in the world would you put them out? It looks like you're going to win this nomination, this is the time you want to bring those people in. Let Nikki Haley lose and find her own way out and then tempt her supporters to vote for you. Why the RNC would give a middle finger to those voters is just bad marketing. Remember, the key of winning an election is to get those candidates, those voters who aren't crazy about you, who might even dislike you, to vote for you. And how do you feel about the umpire before the game saying, I want this team to win? The party is supposed to run a clean election. They're supposed to not pay play favorites until after the primaries are done, after a candidate is chosen, and then their job is to try to bring people together. Do I have this wrong? 303 696 1971. It's the poor marketing, it's the bad execution of a campaign that really bothers me here. And I wish, I I wish the Republican Party, and I'm no longer a registered Republican, by the way, I wish they wouldn't do this. 303. 696-1971. Let's go to Thornton, chat with David. David, welcome. You're with John Caldera. So glad to have you.
2: Uh, nice to talk to you. This is the first time I've ever talked to you. So, Well, it's uh, good to talk with I, you. Uh, it's good to talk to you, too. Uh, Reagan once said, you know, I remember him saying, Republicans don't speak bad about Republicans. Well, you know, we... He called it the 11th have, Amendment? Was that what it was? Yeah. No, he said He said Republicans should not speak bad about other Republicans. Yes,
1: yes, I know. I believe he labeled it the 11th commandment or the, yeah, he was very big. You don't trash other Republicans. That's
2: how we win. And that's the way the Democrats do. They don't trash other Democrats. I've never seen any Democrats trash other Democrats that are opposing them.
3: It's that's happening the way more and that,
2: more. That, 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 that's the way Democrats win, you know, because, uh, you know, my question uh, I have a question with this jury that came down hard on uh, Trump. I'm assuming, I have no way of proving this, but I'm assuming that those nine jurors got a couple of mil each. And why would you assume that? That's not what a jury does. Uh, that's not what normally what judges do either, or DA. Well, judges,
1: juries cannot get
2: paid based on their decision. That in itself would be a crime. Uh, that, I, well, I, uh, that's what I'm saying, but there's been a lot of crimes that, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, right now you've got uh, one district attorney that's got her boobs in the ringer. All right, so let me see
1: if I'm following you. Do you believe that these jurors were bribed? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Go ahead and say it. That's what I'm saying. And what what proof would you have of that?
2: I don't have any proof. I'm, you know, I don't. I can assume things. You know, I can have that's an no- opinion. I can have an opinion. I don't have any tr- proof. I have, and there's probably never going to be found any proof, just like there's never been any pr- f- 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 finding of, uh, uh, here's my, John, here's my with With the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and then you have a, a guy that, right here from Colorado who shoots uh, Ronald Reagan never goes to court spends many did- years in the hospital and then gets released how did he even know where Reagan was at the time how did he uh, well, uh, how did you're, you're going in all that? sorts you of different that, directions whoa 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 whoa, whoa I- david
1: david 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 you're 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 going down a slide here you're going down a rabbit hole let's just say I this i know it if if these uh, jurors were paid off i would be surprised why because they are Manhattan jurors, they already hate Trump. You don't have to pay them a penny to, to uh, rule against him. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, and by the way, uh, John Hinckley Jr., who did go to court, he was found incompetent to stand trial on the basis of insanity. I disagreed with that at the time. Still do. Let's go out to David from California this time. 303 Nineteen seventy one. Welcome, David. You're with John Caldera.
4: Oh, thanks, John. Yeah, uh, yeah. And to follow that uh, other Dave, uh, the uh, jury uh, and this this setup of the trial, they knew that uh, Trump was already guilty of rape, but the charges against him were uh, slander and libel—that he had defamed uh, her. Once he started to deny that he had actually raped her, so it was acknowledged before the jury were even impaneled that Trump had committed the rape. But it's whether or not he just wouldn't shut up about uh, uh, slandering her.
1: Right. And, if I and by the way, let's the use person, there's there's some proper terms that we need to use here. He was never found guilty of a sexual assault. He was found liable and the difference is that in a civil case they cannot make guilt or innocence that's only in criminal cases but they can you can get a judgment for anything if you get a jury that that uh, agrees with you now the defamation this is the other part of it defamation and first amendment rights well there's a real blurred line there and I think a lot of Americans will look at this and go, defamation? Yeah. If this woman, because of what he has done, has hurt her career, there's $5 million. But $83 million for saying nasty things about a person? That that just seems obscene to me. And I think to most no, Americans, she... even, though, even if you hate Trump, go, that's just out of line.
4: No, because he not only did it uh, continually during the trial, and it, it, you remember the $5 million was after the first trial, and right. then he continued to do it after that. So, do what exactly? Uh, the, 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 the slander her. And what made it worse was she was getting death threats. You know, Trump and MAGA have a thing about death threats. I just take it for granted they're S&M freaks. You know, that they enjoy uh, giving pain to other people. And uh, so she was receiving death threats, just like all of the, the other people that Trump slanders. He, he doxes them. He goes out of his way to make sure their lives are ruined. And then uh, they get hundreds of death threats, sometimes hundreds a day. Uh, of death threats. I, I think I've heard uh, Ocasio-Cortez got 200 death threats a day. Uh, same with Fawny Willis. Uh, and when you start having to pay for security for a thing like that, $83 million is not enough. Uh, no, well, Let's, it, let's and, remember. And even after, uh, slow down, even slow after down. Let me, let me get lost. a couple
1: words in here. Having a president slander somebody is not new. Bill Clinton did it constantly with, uh, what was one of his uh, apparatchiks saying, all you need to do is drag a $100 bill through a, through a trailer park. I think about Juanita Broderick. I think about uh, what's happened to um, Monica Lewinsky. These people's lives are ruined, and they did not get judgments of $83 million. I'm not, I am not disagreeing with you that slander happened. I am saying that the judgment is wildly out of out of bounds for um, for the civil liability, and I think future it'll it'll come down after it's appealed. My larger point is this: that type of large civil judgment is only going to fuel Trump's campaign. It's not a negative. It will be a positive for him going forward because it falls into the narrative that the system is working against him and he is a victim of the deep state. And therefore, um, we need to we need to get him into office to take it all on. My point being, no, they are hurting themselves with that kind of judgment. Your turn.
4: I disagree. I disagree. He, He shouldn't have done the rape in the first place. Well, and uh, and the idea that, uh, that she that she uh, uh, discussed it after uh, uh, the issue came up and then he went out of his way to ruin her life. Uh, so he's you haven't to, spoken uh, to, to my point.
1: Deep, you haven't spoken to my point. So well, let me refocus you. So the my, my, point state, well, my, my point is that it helps Trump. My point is that it helps Trump in a reelection.
4: I disagree. I, because? He, he's he's basically well, he's he's like a mob boss. And they, I, I, in the bigger picture, you know, I've worked with political campaigns for 50 years. And when uh, uh, people don't get paid or they don't uh, get appreciated by the politician and in case in Trump's case, he not only uh, uh, fleeces his own flock. He gets them to pay for his—I uh, 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 won't even call them errors. He gets people to pay for his crimes.
1: All right, those and, are all interesting then, observations, up, but tell me why this judgment doesn't help him invigorate his supporters and get this narrative that the system is working against him. That's my point, as I think this is—you know—this falls. It's, it's like when NPR and the mainstream media kept beating him up and beating him up and beating him up in 2016. I'm listening to this. Why are you advertising so much and pushing this guy into office? And they were so dumb as to not realize they're the reason he got into office. The people who hated him the most kept giving him the microphone time, uh, the, the free press and beating up on him that that pushed him into office. They didn't even... The guys who hate Trump are the ones who do the most to help him.
4: Well, I still disagree, because in the long run, Trump... If you look at his first endorsements, they had to do with gambling. They had to do with sports
1: figures uh, that... No,
4: that had, all that's interesting. Know, uh, I don't think you're focusing
1: in on my point. And I, just because we yeah, got I other am. callers, let me do it. I'm not is, saying that I'm you saying are his, wrong that he doesn't deserve this stuff. I am saying it helps him in his campaign to win the nomination certainly and in the general it's going to bring other people out
4: he like i say he doesn't pay his staff he doesn't you've told me that loyalty. that's not new he information
1: said, yeah. that's not new give so, me new information so convince me does, otherwise where
4: does he get where does he get his loyalty and that's where i was going with the the endorsements that it's it has to do with gambling He promises that he's going to drop somebody's gambling debts. He promises he's going to help them in some situation. But in the long run, he not only helps himself, but he fleeces the very people that he promises. And so in the long run, when you start looking at, um, oh, good grief, uh, when he was during COVID, he was going out of his way to make sure that there were no masks in these rallies and people were dropping dead. And, I hope and people so were not, all future, right, all right,
1: let's, you're not, you're, you haven't, faced by, I understand you disagree with me, I'm just saying, I don't think you've given me a really good point on why a judgment like this, the press around this, doesn't help his campaign, in the same way that all the stuff that was against him during 2016, people who thought this would help, that would help defeat him, it only helped get him into office. And I, I believe he'll
4: disagree. He's, he's and this loyal. is this
1: is why I think he will easily win the primary and he has a if if he's going against Biden has a advantage because I believe those people who don't want him to win don't understand that they're playing his game, particularly the media. Says you and now these jurors. Says you. Say oh, yes, you. says me. I mean, That's say, it's coming out of my mouth.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, and so who is did, did, right and, did
1: Did the mainstream media help him in nothing. 2016? Uh, From your opinion, uh, do you believe news, that all the... Fox
4: all, News. No, I'm not talking them, about Fox News. Fox News. Fox News, news. yeah. Fox so you, you news, think... Though, is let, let, me news let me get my question out. Let me get my question out. It'll fly. take 10
1: seconds. We're talking over each other. I'll put out an assertion, and then you tell me if I'm right or wrong. My assertion is in 2016, NPR... MSNBC, um, uh, CNN, all the other mainstream media, newspapers, not Fox, but because they beat up on him so much, it had the adverse effect. They took away airtime from everything else, and they delivered the election for him unwittingly. That's my assertion. Do you agree?
4: Uh, y- Yes and no. Uh, In the case of CNN, for example, they there was somebody on the take up in there that would uh, I remember a number of different speeches where he would uh, he was scheduled to come on at, say, eight o'clock and they would leave the camera rolling live and drop all of their other programming waiting for him to show up. And in some cases he wouldn't show up for 45 minutes and they would still keep the the, uh, camera running. Now, who in their right mind, if you own a big network and you. Well, my, but my minutes, point, wait, what,
1: but I think you're, you're talking about my point here, The people who hate Trump. Help his campaign unwittingly. Hey, I'm late for a break, but well, I this appreciate the call.
4: wasn't unwittingly. this wasn't unwitting. This was the, somebody on the take in their management and uh and if when you start looking okay. at gambling when you start looking at money laundering you start looking at organized crime which Donald Trump is all three uh organized crime uh backs Trump they love it when there's uh, division because they and the the uh, currency
1: smart. Right. understand the point. Understand, the point understand the point we're going to disagree on this one i believe yesterday's no. uh yesterday's judgment not a verdict uh, the awarding of that amount of money only helps Trump in the campaign, in the campaign. Got to run 303-696-1971. I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. You're on 710 KNUS. 31 minutes after, I'm John Caldera. In for Jimmy. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. Let me put in a little plug for the work I do at the Independence Institute. Go to thinkfreedom.org, thinkfreedom.org. Please check out what we do, like lowering taxes, bringing educational choice, protecting your Second Amendment rights, you know, the fun stuff. Sign up for our newsletter. It's free. I write you something, and it's its a lot of fun. Check out CompleteColorado.com. Tired of paying paywalls to see the news around Colorado? CompleteColorado.com. aggregates stories from all over Colorado that are Colorado-centric kind of looks like the Drudge Report, and it's free. We'll give you all the news, and you don't have to pay a thing. CompleteColorado.com. All right, let's bring it back to this. My, my reading on this is that Trump's legal troubles are going to help him secure the nomination for certain and help him in the, in the general election. However, however, if he gets convicted of a crime, that changes the dynamics. Polling shows he cannot win the presidency in the general if he is convicted of a felony. That a large part of Americans will not vote for a felon, a convicted felon. We give that modifier Let's go to Denver. Talk to Evan. Evan, good morning. Welcome.
5: Yeah, John, uh, good to hear
6: your voice. Uh, I've meant to uh, take a little time out and uh, look up a phone number for the Institute. But, you know, even though I'm retired, there's just not a... Not an extra minute to do anything, but I'm glad. Well, you can get everything
1: support. you need to know at thinkfreedom.org. If you want to get hold of me, that's a good place to do it, thinkfreedom.org.
6: Appreciate that, sir. I uh, agree with what you're saying about Mr. Trump. I just have my fingers crossed that he can pull this thing off. I really only have a couple things to say. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a little older, so things slip. But A...
1: <laughs> I know the feeling.
6: <laughs> a... I've lived in Colorado now 40, 43 years have lived on the Western slope. I do not remember or recall voting for the silly reintroduction of wolves in this state.
1: I have it only a couple years ago. I remember it well.
6: Okay. I, I, so I guess all of us who, you know, live in the urban areas could care less what happens to the farmers and ranchers, but I won't go into that. Uh, My second thought, sir, is uh, a little more vague, uh, and it's a little futuristic, but uh, maybe you can put a point on it. Uh, Given our current state, political and economic, they're taking away gas, taking away guns, pouring across the border by the millions. uh, Where do we go next, literally? Canada's a mess. Mexico's a mess.
1: I see your question. Let me see if I can rephrase you your question. If, yeah. if Colorado has turned so leftist that you can't take it any longer, where, where do you go to be a refugee? And a lot of people I know have moved to Texas, moved to Wyoming, moved to Florida where they can enjoy their freedoms. Your larger question is if America has become unbearable, too collectivist, too uh, socialistic. Where do you go? And I ask my colleagues around the country and around the world, where do they go? Some people say I'm going to go to Singapore. Some people say I'm going to go to Indonesia. Some people, um, you know, say I'm going to Costa Rica. Uh, here's my take on this, and I've I've thought about it a lot. I've got loved ones who are Colorado refugees. That is, they've left because they just can't take their gun rights being taken away or the high taxation or they can't do business. Most of them have gone to Wyoming, and I get that. Wyoming is getting tired of the Colorado refugees who are leaving here because they need the freedom. My thinking goes like this, and and try it on. Tell me what you think. It doesn't matter where you go if you're. they're going to come and get you. What I mean by that is I've got kids, and I care about Colorado for the kids because I want I want to fight this. And if I go to Wyoming and hole out there, I might be okay for the rest of my life. It's not going to be that much longer. Who knows? But sooner or later, the rest of the nation falls. Wyoming falls. Texas falls. Florida falls. Because the, the it will come from the national level. Thus I have made a decision to stay and fight here in Colorado because I believe Colorado's worth saving. I believe in its bones, in her bones. Colorado is still a leave me alone kind of state. I th- I don't think we're pro tax, I don't think we're pro regulation, I don't think we're pro woke. And I think a lot of what we're seeing is an aberration. Colorado is socially liberal, but I don't believe it's cons- uh, fiscally liberal. That's why I've decided to stay and fight. So I don't know if that answers your question. If you have a better place to live, let me know. But my sense is, sooner or later, they're coming for you. I think
6: that's a very good point. Um, I tend to agree with you all the way around. Uh, Lost a very dear lady friend in March who was in the process of moving to Florida for those exact reasons. She didn't make it. But she made it another way. Uh, And so it's uh, very disturbing. I came here after the Vietnam thing under Governor Love, and I kind of drifted along expecting it to stay that way. Uh, And so what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I have the same and similar problems. And um, I think I'll try to join your institute if I can. Uh, We'd
1: love to have you be part of it. And, and if, if not, just at least, at least sign up for our newsletter so you know what's going on and what we're working on. Um, it'll be a lot of fun for you. And most, most importantly, and this sounds kind of silly, to know you're not alone. That for the better part of four decades, Independence Institute has led the fight for the flat tax rate and then lowering that tax rate. We fought for Tabor and passed it. We we fought for educational choice and passed it. We fought for term limits and and passed it, we fought for privatization of governmental services and past it. We fought for concealed weapons permits and passed it. You know, I think about what this state would look like if not for Independence Institute, because we take a long term viewpoint. We're not just looking at the next election. We're looking at the next decade. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad to be part of independence. And we're not going anywhere. We're doubling down.
6: Appreciate
4: hey, thanks it. for the call. Thank
1: you, Thank Thanks you, so much. Have Let me good. grab this next caller. Uh, 303-696-1971. Let's go to the Springs and talk to Ralph. Ralph, welcome. You're with John Caldera.
5: Hello, John. Let me take you off speaker. Thank you much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my point in the sentence is that Trump is waging asymmetrical warfare against the U.S. government. And when I say that, I want to ask a question about what we mean by the U.S. government. Do we mean the Constitution? Do we mean Washington or what else?
1: Let me take a shot. First, I like the terminology. This is how he won in 2016. Mm -hmm. Is that he got his opponents to do the heavy lifting. He didn't spend lots of money. uh, But he was able to manipulate the media in such a way, I think about, uh, let me give you an example of what I mean. For a decade, was it a decade? Yeah, almost a decade. You know, Everyone wanted to see Trump in a mugshot. Oh man, we are going to get him arrested. We're going to get him arrested. We're going to arrest him. It's going to be great. He's going to have to do the perp walk. Oh, all the all the Trump haters are salivating. And what does he do? He practices his scowl, and when he is brought up and they give him a mugshot, he gives that Trump scowl and tr- basically trademarks it and starts selling stuff on his website of his mugshot. Congratulations, the left. You wanted you wanted to kill him and put him out of his politically speaking. You wanted to get rid of him. So you got that mugshot you really wanted, and he turned it around and used it not only to excite his base, but to make money off of it. That's what I mean by Trump's ability to spin these things. And I think this latest um, defamation case is, is similar to the mugshot. He knows how to use this, and it works against them, and they don't quite get it.
5: Yes, I quite agree with you. And quite frankly, uh, how shall I say, most of the stuff that's going on in the normal channels of U.S. government is not designed to handle an asymmetrical warrior like Trump. The problem is... As Trump gains more and more and more strength, it's sort of like, let me give you an example, because I was there, Vietnam. As Trump gathers more and more and more strength by the mistakes of the government, he eventually becomes the government. (laughs) That's what I'm worried about. Think about it.
1: I have the same sort of worries. I am not a Trump fanatic. I am not a Trump loyalist. I I have my concerns about his narcissism. But, yeah, he he, he knows how to ride this. He,
5: but John, he's crazy. Is,
1: he ain't stupid.
5: Bingo. And that was the thing that we found in Vietnam they're crazy but, but they're not doing, stupid that's right what you end up doing is okay the village is against you or someone in the village is against you so you bond the village guess what you got Instead the whole of village against one you against you exactly and that is precisely what trump is using now when the villagers turn against the government they never ask the real question which is if we get rid of the government, what government then do we get? And my response is, you're going to get the government you deserve.
2: You're going to
1: get chaos. Ralph, what a great observation. Thank you so much. Let me see if I can squeeze in one more call here. Let's go to Carol. Carol, welcome. You're with John Kelber. Hey. Glad to have you.
3: Hi. Hi, John. Um, this thing with Trump and uh, uh, Carol, Jay, whatever, Gene Carol. Right. I worked for Neiman Marcus with Burdolf Goodman in 1993 to 2013 and Neiman Marcus and Burdof Goodman are very high end uh, they have over a million dollars worth of and they have to have security in all those dressing rooms so I never really even heard of this till just a few years ago and normally if 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 something like that happened in a dressing room, I would think security would be on it. So that's what um, confuses me about that whole thing. Because um, it, it, she said there it would. better not
1: be security cameras in dressing rooms because well they I don't do. Think anybody they do. would try anything on.
3: Well, the thing is, you're just trying things on, but they do have security. Even at Dillard's, they have security. They have to have security so people don't steal things. You know, and I used to work up here at Dillard's. I used to work up at, uh, in Southwest Plaza and Nordstrom's Rack here in Lakewood. And I also worked over at Demon Marcus in the uh, Cherry Creek store for Christmas, and when we moved back here in 2013, we didn't, never heard about that. They have to have security um, monitors in those dressing rooms.
1: But because even we, if they yeah. did or did not, it doesn't, it doesn't, I would think if they did, it would be used. If they didn't, yeah, they the defense to. would be using it. So your larger point yeah. being what?
3: Well, that's what I can't understand. Why didn't,
1: So wasn't why Your was larger point being what? Flesh it out for me. Therefore,
3: well, therefore, if they have security guards in those, I've already those said stores,
1: that. I've already said that. Therefore, are you telling me that Trump did not commit what he's accused of? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, if so, I so don't say know it.
3: because I wasn't um, in that. Uh, I don't think he. Well, he. I don't think he did because they would have had some sort of security in those dressing rooms. You know, they have sec- they clean out all the dressing rooms when they're done, and most department stores have security in those right, dressing so, rooms. They, so you think he
1: is falsely accused?
3: I think so. There yeah. we go. That's all.
1: You could have started with okay. that. All right. Okay. You, okay. You, 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 it's fine about <laughs> yeah, your assertion. Your assertion is yeah. he was falsely accused. Here's the reasoning I use that he's falsely yeah. accused. Yeah. Who knows? Perhaps you're right. But a yeah. jury found him yeah. liable, not guilty, but I know. liable of it. I know. So um, whatever whatever arguments you have were either uh. not employed or employed uh. very poorly. i got to run to a break. Thanks for the call. 303-696-1971. I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. You're on 710-KNUS. Eight minutes to the top. I'm John Caldera. I don't know if you saw the... Um, was it the fourth congressional Republican debate? They had all nine candidates up there, and was asked, "So were you? Who here has been arrested?" And six he knows of them. My lead. Six of them did that. So, so Pete Boyle's here, and is like, yeah. "This is a question I got to ask Pete." So, oh. Pete, you ever been arrested? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what a couple you arrested of, for.
7: Oh, numbers of things, but. Uh, you know we can how, long, uh, how, how old were you in it last time <laughs> last time yeah uh, before I got sober. there you go. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. it was I, No, I mean I, I'm going to play this. I want to add something on to what you've been doing this morning. yeah uh, Vince McMahon, I don't know if you've been following this, but Vince McMahon, who's the WWE, uh, the guy who changes the face of professional wrestling, and this story breaks on what he's been doing to women. And um, this one one woman in particular, and uh, McMahon resigned yesterday. But it seems to be that we have a series of men, and I don't know the Trump story. I only know what I read in the papers, as somebody once said. But these guys think that they can do what they want to do because they're in powerful positions to women is is beyond me. We seem to have – there's a woman by the name of Juanita Broderick. Yeah, I absolutely believe I've talked to her. Bill Clinton raped her. I think Bill Clinton raped a woman when he went to Oxford. I think McMahon is so despicable. I don't know, you know, the Trump stuff, but, um, as you pointed out, a jury convicts. We know that Jeffrey Epstein, we know that the prince came, uh, and went to the island. I, I don't know, but, um, I I loved how you handled this this morning, John. The, the, you, you did a good job.
1: You know, throughout history, men took advantage of women. Powerful men took advantage of women. It it was, it really is a. I'm gonna I'm gonna slice this up the wrong way. It is a miracle of modern law sensitivities and culture that we're now shining a light on this stuff and and you can't do it anymore you I shouldn't watch, be able to do it anymore i watched an
7: interesting film that i've not seen before called the last duel have you seen that film no and it's about just exactly that um this is you know during their period of you know royalty and god loving certain people more than he loves other right. people the divine right of kings and god would decide whether or not but it was a um A a, a knight, uh, a baron whose wife was raped by another man, and they had to settle it on the field of combat. And the outcome would be whomever God loved, which who was telling the truth was. uh, And it turns out, and I don't want to wreck the film for anybody,
1: but it's it's excellent. Well, it's right there with Tessa the D'Urbervilles. There you go. You know, it's 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 this woman's fault. That she's raped. Sure. It's just, it's, it's crazy stuff. Did did you,
7: were you wearing a short skirt? Did you do this? And that, and that, that was in our life, our lifetimes, John, where judges and prosecutors and defense attorneys would make it the woman's fault.
1: But on the other side, Pete comes the, the, uh, sex scandals on college campuses that are False. Oh yeah, and it happened. It happened at CU. Yes, uh, and it has happened in every college where boys are accused of something yes. they didn't do, and their lives are ruined oh, without yeah. a court of law to do it. Agreed so, again. You know, I'm. Uh, you know, anytime you have a he said, she said, uh, there, there you have the problem. Hey, what do you have coming up? Well,
7: it's precisely what you just said. Um, by the way, Lauren Bobert finished fifth in that straw poll, which doesn't. Same. Watch for her. Uh, Have you ever been arrested and why and your reaction to it? I hear your music. JC, it's good to talk, man. Be safe.
1: You're a friend. I'm looking forward to the next few hours with you. Done. Go get him, brother. Keep the meters spinning. I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. Thank you, man. Go to thinkfreedom.org and keep it right here. You're on 710 KNUS. And Jimmy, thanks for letting me sit in. And remember, the title of the new album is going to be Harmonica Hangover by Jimmy Sangenberger. You heard it here first